0: What kind of groove you gotta be in to go doom doom on a track? <laughs> like crazy like dude yesterday did. He
1: was he was definitely feeling good. My man was He was. just got some good 80s box. <laughs> Too bad his just music. On the track.
0: His music wasn't feeling good.
1: You know she rocked your socks off when you got saying doom doom doom. <laughs> Come on, man! What yeah, you need, girl, you need a sandwich.
0: Engineer probably looking at you like, "What
1: did he just say on this track?" When we drop you to the train, baby girl. <laughs> <laughs> New Jack Swing era, man. Classic. timeless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Episode six from the block to the boardroom. Welcome back, back, welcome
0: back, welcome back. Yes, sir. How you feeling, good brother?
1: Man, I'm good, bro. I'm good. Is this the man. mental health check or are you just asking me? Generally? I'm just
0: asking, you, man. It's been a while. Yeah, you know, it's on yeah. some quarantine time.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But um, I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, okay, go I'll definitely segue right into my mental health check. And um here we are, bro. April, April 19th. We've been quarantined for, I would say, officially at least like a month now, right? Maybe a little bit over a month. I yeah, kind of lost track of the exact days and time, but you know we've been quarantined for a little bit now. It's um, been a
0: month, thirty-one days.
1: So we'll pass, we'll pass the month mark. It's almost like we've adopted this as the new normal. But um, all 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 is well, bro. All is well. Um, I had a very busy work week last week working from home uh, due to everything with just the constant change in the market. So you know we handle credit ratings at Moody's. That's what we do, so, and we give research on forecasting advising like what we think is going to happen what um what what may happen next in the market related to credit and debt issuance so because of what's going on right now there's a lot of that like everybody's like what's moody saying what's moody saying like,
0: corporation you know, credit scores right course, yeah, right? Corp- yeah, right exactly don't want to if our listeners coming after you thinking right. you giving oh, yeah, them nah, 650 nah, nah,
1: not for you and not. i yeah not for, not for people yeah corporations governments things of that nature so yeah last week was um real busy and um it just kind of also made me appreciate being in the office where you could have these face-to-face meetings and get up and go ask someone a question, speak to them, as opposed to just this constant Zoom. I'm so tired of Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired of Zoom. They had, this, they had this meme. You remember Ving Rhames in uh, Baby Boy? Yeah. That thing where he's uh, cooking the breakfast and he turned around? They had this meme where... Um, it was like, uh, so t- can we all turn our uh, cameras on and turn our uh, and turn our mics off mute? And it's the Ving Rams meme where he turn around like, say what now? <laughs> hey, you know, because <laughs> it's like, bro, like I haven't seen my barber in ages. I'll be chilling, wife beater, ball shorts, do rag on. Like I am not trying to see none no, of you Yeah, I'm I look honest. terrible, man. You know, I'll, I'll you know I'll speak to you and you know put on my professional voice, but I'm not trying to turn nothing on. But listen, man, in this climate that we're in. To be employed um, and to have job security um, and to be busy with work is is, is a blessing, man. is a blessing. Um, everyone who's been affected um, via work, uh, whether whether being furloughed, laid off, whatever the case may be, hold your head. Um, unemployment is at a is at a high right now. Um, crash sites are crashing because they're just not able to. They weren't built to handle that level of traffic on the website. But um, I've been staying well, man. I just wrapped up a good book. Uh, we were eight years in power. And it's funny because the timing of it is perfect. Uh, it's by ta Coates, a uh, good brother who also wrote Between the World and Me. Uh, this was his second book. His third book recently came out, um, I think, end of 2019. And this just really goes through... It's It's through the lens of the Obama administration and how he was perceived by greater America, but also it historically goes back to a lot of just the structure of how the black American community was set up from slavery times okay, leading up to Obama. Um And it just gives a lens to a lot of things, particularly what he really focuses on is um, the economic disenfranchisement of the black community. You know, he really goes into that from the Reconstruction era onward as to... How that almost set up everything else, from the the prison industrial complex to the war on drugs and how war on drugs in the eighties. How everything kind of stems out of that economic uh disenfranchisement, which took place from Reconstruction, the early nineteen hundreds, that whole era. Even you know, because that whole era is kind of like glossed over in history, and we kind of like speed up to like the civil rights era. But we have to realize what even what even led to the civil rights era. What even yeah. led to that discontent and that discontent. Um, Is all built up right after you go post reconstruction, going into Jim Crow. So that was a really good book, man. Shout out to Ana E. C. out uh, that, that brother uh, writes well. I, I really enjoyed that. And I uh, um I started out a new book. Uh, this one's an audio book because I always like the way this brother sounds, just the way he um he, the way he orates, the way he articulates himself. Rakim, the God MC. Shout out everybody from Long Island, Strong Island, Wine Dance Roosevelt, Hempstead. Um, Rakim. Has a book called Don't, Set the, Don't Sweat the Technique, an audio book. I just started that, and I'll share something with you. Um, pretty interesting. I wrote this down. He said that the five pillars of creativity is one, purpose, two, inspiration, three, spirituality, four, consciousness, five, energy. So anything that you're creating is and has an element of one of those five pillars or is a culmination or a combination of any of those five pillars. Um, that one I'm I'm actually listening to because it's an easy listen and it's almost like you're listening to a song like to a rap the way the way Rakim talks it almost he almost he raps like how he talks and he talks like how he raps you know that they wanted to say in the synonymous so I started that that's um that's definitely been keeping me up you know we'll make sure I'm I've been reading um getting outside getting some work getting some workouts in and uh today we got this this series man that I've been itching waiting to see man the chicago Bulls series you know shout out all the 80s babies y'all early 90s babies probably know about it too but if you remember watching mike as a kid like this is this is going to be dope this this documentary is going to be real dope so looking forward to that um took that in haven't really been watching too i haven't really been binge watching a lot of shows honestly been listening to a lot of music we'll get into that more so podcasts so forth and and those books i mentioned but i'm looking forward to this this series um insecure kicked off last week we are going to talk about that more towards the end of the episode um that was dope so you know combination of all those things bro has been keeping me well but really got to stay positive um amongst everything with COVID-19 the last thing I'll touch on is just perspective um perspective amongst everything going on with COVID because just speaking of friends of mine who've been affected I just find it really devastating that and in comparison to me having lost a loved one very soon, um, that's not too long ago. My dad, in February, before COVID took off, you know, folks are losing loved ones and they don't have the ability of getting a closure of going there, right? Going to the hospital, seeing them, spending their last moments with them, um, holding their hand, things of that nature. Then let's say the person does pass, they don't have the uh, the ability to have a proper funeral, you know? And it just really gave me um, perspective, cause you know even though it was unfortunate that we lost them, man, that funeral, that was in a funeral, bro. I mean, you stopped by too, you was there like, and I wish you came to the repast. That was a family reunion, you know. That was a family reunion, bro. Celebration of life. It was it was a good time, you know. It was a good time, you know. Of course, we was, you know, saddened, but it was it was it was a lot of love. It was a lot of family. there So um to everyone who lost somebody due to COVID, man, I could only imagine, cause you know I recently lost a loved one and i'm thankful i was able to get that closure and i was able to go that way so for folks who have lost someone and um unfortunately it's kind of like you get the news but there's nothing you can really do um right away um definitely my, my prayers go out to you uh we also want to extend our prayers to um our old bing binghamton alumni family jump nation black student union all of that uh class of 2007 well we came in in 07 class of 2011 um our friend Dominic Davey.
0: You know, yeah, Dominic's sorry, a
1: brother man. from the Bronx, New York. Ran track at Cardinal Spellman High School. Came to Binghamton in summer 07. um, Was involved in the Black Student Union. Very active on campus. Went into the Army afterwards. Um, when he got his master's. Was working on his PhD. Recently uh, defended his dissertation too. Started um, teaching and became an adjunct professor. At uh at Binghamton University, um, father, two boys, just all around solid brother, man, all around solid brother, but um unfortunately the brother has been missing for over a week now in uh, Endicott, New York, Endicott's a town right right outside of Binghamton where he we went to school, so you know we don't we don't know what happened to Dom, we hoping that um all is well, but uh you know we definitely want to extend prayers to his to his family, to Dom himself. And we do hope that we see that brother soon. It's a good brother right there. Yeah, Doctor Jake. So tell me about you, brother. Um, how are you doing mentally right now?
0: Uh, for me mentally, uh, I would say I have a couple of different feelings. There's a sad feeling. There's a frustrated feeling. There's a feeling of being blessed. I think just sad because uh, I end up losing a couple of people during this time that we've been quarantined. Lost a coach. Uh, well, I lost two football coaches. One that was, he was my baseball coach and kind of introduced me to Skyhawks and then I went over and played football with them. And then I lost uh, another coach who was just, he coached me when I was fifteen sixteen 16, both 15 and 16. And I don't think people understand how difficult it is for 15 and 16 year old black boys to be coached. It was also my uh, junior and senior year of high school, right? So you're talking about a very, very difficult time for me
1: and let me ask yes. you this. I mean, I, I know you and um, um, your your dad, Julius Johnson II, have a have a great relationship. But at this age, you guys don't live together.
0: No, right? No, no we don't live together. But we still we still had a great relationship. Together, but you still a great relationship. Like together. it's like my my dad lived two hours away in Connecticut. But right. my dad was more involved in my life than people whose fathers lived with them.
1: Okay, wow, okay. Because I was gonna right? ask you if like if that played a factor in like the coach relationship at that vulnerable age. Well, you know?
0: just I think. Well, you have, like, you have your father figures, your mom figures, well, you have your moms and your dads, and then you have people who are mother figures and father figures who you can talk to just because there's certain relationships you can't have with your parents. There's certain relationships that you just shouldn't have with your parents to extent, right? True, true. Like, as much as I want my daughter to be close with me and tell me certain things, I'm her father at the right. end of the day. I can't right. afford to be her friend, especially right. not to a certain level. Right. But even once she gets of... My daughter can be 30. I'm still going to be her father Mm -hmm. and act as it, Mm -hmm. right? And those other father figures and mother figures play an important role, right? So you're talking about, bro, I remember when I was 15 and we playing in um, Parade Grounds, which is Canton Park, and it's just ganged out, right? And I'm talking about on my team there was Gangster Disciples, Bloods, and Crips, right? Like I'm talking about some of the... Biggest Crips that you know now was on my team. Biggest Bloods that you know now on my team, and us being GDs on the team, and we coexisted just fine, right? Like no problems, no nothing. And you had this man that managed all these personalities, mm-hmm. that also took time to to teach us about life, to teach us about man, like, women, yeah. like things you're going through, like it. It, yeah, was, we'll, big,
1: it was bigger than youth football,
0: absolutely. House football. always open to us. I'm talking about a man that gave us money to stay out of trouble and all of this so it was just crazy right that we went through all of this um, and you know like losing him his name uh, Coach Moore Dwayne Moore Senior and just losing him was just it was hard uh, when I found out especially because like you were saying this is not the time where you can really be there and express right. those kind of things uh, so you know sadness for that uh, my barber passed away during this time well the, the barber that owns the shop the older man okay. so I don't even know if I'm going to have a barber shop but just him Ducky. he was He's a great guy, old Jamaican man that always, how you doing? How's everything? I'm proud of you. How's it going? Like, what you doing in school? What you doing business-wise? You got a business card? Up. Yep. Right? Like, I've been going to him since I was 15, oh, wow. 36 now, right? Wow. Like, he's 14, actually. So, the relationship that we have, you know, like, you see a kid right. grow yeah, up, yeah, yeah. you know, so it, it, that's tough um, seeing other people and on your, my and, way.
1: And your trajectory has been amazing. So, he's, yeah. he sees you and he's like, wow.
0: Which is, you know, it's been a blessing. Um, and then uh, on my way here, I found out one of my cousins passed away uh, who lived in Chicago. So it's just, you have all those feelings and um, frustrated in terms of seeing, like, the numbers when you think about the kind of people who's dying from COVID that we'll mm-hmm. get into later, right? You you I was on a phone call with the vice president of the United States, Mike Pence. He, he got... Close to a thousand black leaders from different black organizations on a phone call, and it was pretty much a bunch of shucking and jiving, right? Like, we were supposed to be talking about what's going on and the disparities, how he's going to address it. And we spent the majority of the time thanking Mike Pence for his contributions for what he's doing. Oh, and
1: Madison, thank you for organizing yeah, this so You know, well.
0: just a lot of I shucking don't know and
1: what jiving.
0: You <laughs> um, so you know, frustrating like that, and then I'm uh, happy that. You know, I know this quarantine time is tough for a lot of people that lost their jobs. Uh, A lot of people that, you know, can't afford to be quarantined or don't have the space to be quarantined. So, you know, I'm just feeling blessed and fortunate that I'm able to go through all of that and be able to go through quarantine and still have a job, still be working, still be able to see my daughter all the time, still be able to take her outside. And fortunate enough not to get hit with COVID myself, even though I think I might have had it in around December when i was in the er to um, me already. so i uh you know i'm still blessed on that in accident that so those are my emotions and where i'm at uh in terms of mental check-in
1: no brother dope. i'm glad to hear you good
0: all right so switching over into health and what's on everybody's mind got us all quarantined switching right into covid19 talk uh as you can see us now has the most cases over a quarter million over uh three quarter million, 700, over seven hundred fifty thousand to be exact, seven hundred sixty four thousand, and we have over forty thousand deaths, right? With the the majority of both coming within New York City, so it's uh it's been kind of interesting. You know they they started talking about how this is showing the disparities in America, and I'm kind of like, no, there's been disparities in America, right? And they're talking about how um. You know, blacks account for fourteen percent of the population in America but forty percent of the deaths. Right. In some states we're just a majority of the deaths, which is even more crazy. Right? Like you have states where uh in Wisconsin where blacks is six percent of the population but count for over forty percent, right? Like things like that is unacceptable and it's crazy. Um I'm hoping that we can really use this highlighting of this moment in time, um, that's opening the eyes for some other people for us to really be able to be a driving factor and a driving force and um, getting more research done but more importantly getting more translational projects where we can implement things to better the health of the community and that's all that's all around right because a lot of our disparities while we're lacking from this isn't just from a health standpoint people like to think tend to think about it it's because blacks um, tend to have a lot of obesity cages a lot of diabetes a lot of hypertension a lot of childhood asthma right but it's all it's almost like a complete circle right like cuz you got the economics because of where they live you can live in an area that can be an urban area and still be in a food desert right I often talk about like when I grew up in Brownsville in my radius we had two supermarkets but tons of Chinese stores cleaners uh, tons of liquor stores right tons of fast food restaurants in this area that's the most densely populated projects in the city right and you talk about only two supermarkets that you can possibly go to right, right? so that's an economic standpoint but then all, even also from a violent standpoint at one point my projects didn't get along with the projects across the street but the supermarket you had to either walk through the projects or take the long way and walk around the projects and then hope you have no problems on your way back home after going to the supermarket for your your mother or your grandmother right like so you talk about being in that kind of situation you talk about education wise and what our school systems look like which leads us to make these kind of choices right and you talk about they're really not being free lunch programs being standardized until the black panther party mm-hmm. really started it right so when you the think principles. when when you take all those things into consideration this is generations of generations that led us here and i don't want people to come out and say oh black people have in obesity and diabetes and diabetes problems, so we're just going to plant some gardens, and then they can be just fine after we plant those gardens. That's not going to fix the education problem. It's not going to fix the economy problem and us not having jobs, right? Like, it's still not going to fix bad food choices and things like that. So I'm hoping that we really get a chance to attack this all around.
1: And, and understanding is key too, right? Because it's... When COVID first broke, I saw this written somewhere and it was so accurate. When COVID first broke, there was this narrative of getting more testing. What can we, the government, do for you? Then as the cases of people of color, of black and brown people started to heighten, it was more so, well, what are you not doing enough yourself? And that's the often narrative we go, right? Well, it's, well... Well, you're not doing, you know, you're not minding your nutrition enough, and that's why you're, you have underlying uh, conditions, and that's why you're at high risk. Another key aspect that was kind of overlooked, because a lot of it, you know, was trying to put the onus on the folks themselves with their health, a lot of it is the economic factor and the type of industry a lot of people of color work in, especially in urban areas and in big cities where there's a dense population. Absolutely. And a lot of us aren't in industries that allow us to have started flattening the curve as early as, you know, the advisory may have wanted you to do and stay home and things of that nature, because a lot of us are day to day workers. A lot of us are service workers, particularly um, where I live in uh, Cambridge Heights, Jamaica, Queens area, Cambridge Heights, Queens Village, Laurelton, St. Albans, Hollis, that whole area. You have a lot of nurses, you have a lot of transit workers. A lot of people who work in hospitals, nursing homes, things, all of these jobs require service. They're a service job. You have to go in and perform some kind of service, some kind of act. You can't do that remotely. Not only that, these are jobs that expose you to a lot of people.
0: It's if you're also a bus driver, that... if
1: you're a train driver, you're exposed to a lot of people. If you work in a hospital, you're a nurse. My mom worked at the uh, St. Albans uh, VA for years. You know, if you ever watch the movie Belly, that's right around the corner from where Nas lived. They mentioned it right there in St. Albans. So you have a high concentration of people in those fields in this area. Thus, this is why this same area had a high concentration of COVID cases. So a lot of it also goes into understanding the demographics, too. And that,
0: that's also, a, um, you know, it's crazy that you say that because this is a middle income area, mm-hmm. right? Like they try to push it off as, you know, oh, it's just low right. income areas. and. Right. It's, it's not just that, and it's that not goes just goes right. And it goes to show you how bad the disparities exactly. in America because is. Because, like I it's said,
1: it's it's a, it's a middle income area, but you know, you got folks who worked in the post office for years, folks who are seniors um, in the transit system, a lot of RNS that things of that nature, which are middle income area, uh, middle income earners. But look at the sectors that they're in, and you, you, you know what bothers me a lot. Sectors
0: we tend to be, we tend to be test dummies. A lot of the times, Mm -hmm. right? And I say this because when this first broke, right? Mm -hmm. And you remember we being back on the podcast before and me talking about, yo, look, you telling nurses to wear the same PPE and they're going to walk around, they're going to spread it, yep, right? And if you take that even a step further from the front line of healthcare to the front line of the transit system that has to get people in and out. So we're the majority of those people, right? There was no... Oh, we should um, try to figure out ways to provide protection for the bus drivers, right? Like it wasn't they could have built little plastic screens or little um, the thick fiber screens to keep them from even if somebody coughs on a the bus, mm-hmm. they're isolated from it. Yep. yep. Right. They could have built those. They could have did something with the train workers. They could have did something with the people who's cleaning the trains and all these things, and they didn't. Right. And now that we've had all these deaths, there's been over 50 people who's died over in, at MTA from COVID, that's just the ones that we know and confirm, not the other people that they're not confirming, right? right? Like when you think about there's been nurses that died, doctors that died, right? And it's kind of like, oh, well, now that we know this, right, from a a federal government standpoint, let's do other things, right? Like let's make people wear masks now, right? Right. Not because we're trying to keep you from getting it, we're trying to keep you from giving it to somebody else. right? Like now that we've been to test dummies as black people in America, it's kind of like, now you know what to do to help protect everybody else. Let's,
1: let's you know. First, it was let's you know what can we do for you. Now it's well, what you should stop doing or what you should do. Put the onus on
0: right. And it's a, and and we're absolutely going to need more testing, and people don't understand that right. And I feel like one of the reasons sometimes you get uh, pushed back from saying, oh, we need more testing, right, from the federal government standpoint, is just a matter of because a lot of the areas that's going to need to be tested. It's going to be low income, underprivileged or minority areas Mm -hmm. because those are those people that you need us to get back to work so that y'all can get back to work, work. right? So, but because your job hasn't been affected by it somewhat, right? Because people in a lot of white collar jobs has been able to go, all right, we're going to go online. We're going to do this and we'll be okay. High paying white collar jobs, right? The blue collar workers that's gotten laid off or the people who's doing the transit system, healthcare workers, it's kind of like, all right, well, we need to keep y'all going. And it's like you're going to need to give us that those testing um in order to find out and as you do more testing, you're going to start finding out how much more this disparity is showing across our country that COVID is highlighting right now.
1: You know, and and that's a good uh that's a good segue right into something that you and I talked about earlier in the week. What are some of the um effects that's even playing in just city day to day life economic wise I know we had mentioned that um, the city's going to cut summer youth programs right so yeah. youth has been around for a while from, from you know from you and I with teenagers and um, I'm part of a mentorship program um, through Big Brothers Big Sister where we uh, mentor uh, boy, uh, not boys and girls I'm sorry Eagle Academy do it so many different schools I forget Eagle Academy over in um, Bed-Stuy area Brownsville border um, in Brooklyn and that was actually one of the um, questions that one of the students asked. It was like, do we know of any opportunities of ways that they can earn money remotely? Design some graphics, something of that nature. And I thought about that. I was like, wow, like, depending on how far this goes, summer employment, you know, which is big for, for, for high school teenagers, has now been canceled.
0: Well, no. In, in all fairness, like, summer youth was canceled prior to COVID. Oh, it was. Okay. And... Summer summer camp is canceled because of COVID. Right? And whether that's a funding issue because they're talking about now having the state having to cut the state education budget by fifty percent if federal government doesn't give them a stimulus, or whether that's because of they don't wanna have anybody in school uh to keep the spread down, to help continue to flatten the curve and pretty much help us um go down off the plateau uh it's it's issues either way you think about it right like you have you have people who's been in home locked in home quarantined all day or for over a month and we know we're going at least another month to may fifteenth at the earliest before we even begin the the opening phase phase one of letting people out of quarantine right and you have these people now like you have these kids who parents might have lost their job parents might have hours cut been stuck home finally gonna go outside they're not gonna have nothing constructive to do from some youth to put some money in their pocket they're not gonna have no summer camp to go to to give them something constructive to do right because summer camp is not just school or activities it's structure it's learning it's food yeah. it's child care while the parents are working right like they're not gonna do none of that what do you think they're gonna do in the summertime ain't gonna be nothing for them to do but get in trouble Right? Like, chances are, you might not be able to stay stay outside. I mean, stay inside the house because it's going to be hot and humid. We know how New York City summers are. Yep. So now you outside, just waiting for trouble. Waiting for trouble, right? Like, it, it's a terrible mix. And I remember tweeting um, earlier this week saying, it's going to be a legendary summer for all of the wrong reasons. Mm. Right? Like, and a lot of people, and I'm sorry to say this, but a lot of people who live in gentrified neighborhoods and thought like it was good and people got pushed out of those neighborhoods. Realize. Homeless going up, shelters going up, right? Percentages of people in those. A lot of people gonna get robbed this summer. Right? Like it's kids ain't got no camp to go get food at or to go get structure. And they don't got no summer youth job to get money in their pocket. A lot of people gonna get robbed this summer. Right? Like it's gonna be a lot of violence this summer. That's the
1: reality of it,
0: yeah. Built up frustrations. Which is which is crazy that it's really coming to this. Right? Like and and it's some of the stuff that I don't want to be lost by just again, when they highlight the disparities that black and Latino and brown folks face from COVID to only be healthcare. It's a triple down effect that everything should be highlighted.
1: Very good insight. Very good insight. Um some things that I've seen uh in reaction to COVID on the business forefront Car insurance have been doing a lot of uh, refunds, a lot of uh, sending allocations back to policy holders. Allstate's been doing it automatically. I think Geico's been doing it if you reach out to them. state actually, I have all state, They actually reached out to me and told me that they were going to automatically credit me back a certain amount because they're already aware that the car's parked a certain amount of time due to the restrictions, which I think is good, you know, because the whole car insurance model is based upon risk. So the risk is mitigated if you know for sure the fact that I'm not going to be driving a certain amount or your, your policyholders aren't going to be driving a certain amount of miles per day as they're quarantined. So might as well you lower the policy amount for the month, you know? I think so. so Geico raised mine. Wow. Not, During I'm this current time? Guy. Yeah. Was that because you're wilding not. out or?
0: No. I don't need to drive.
1: Crazy. I might have to call them. But I've seen that's been going on. Uh Congress suspended mandatory four hundred one K distributions.
0: Ex- uh, explain, uh elaborate on that.
1: So when you have when you have a 401k, um, depending on how it's allocated, some folks have uh mandatory distributions that they have to that they have to pay back if they took out from that four oh one K. So it's suspended, it's not cancelled fully, but it's suspended for the time being um for at least for q2 i'm assuming q3 as well of 2020 uh that really affects like the high-end folks people who um have these large 401k pools who might take out against the 401k to do various things
0: that makes sense help people make some payments in right. time give them extension on exactly. payment
1: back so it's uh, but on, on the flip side of that the uh right now where we are as of the 19th the stimulus for small businesses has been exhausted at 350 yeah. billion. Yeah, um, that has nothing to do with the stimulus for, you know, you and I for the general folks. Even though I'm not getting the stimulus, but for the working class Americans, that's the stimulus for small businesses, barbershops, um, uh, auto repairs. But, but you know of that what? Nature. This
0: you know, it's been a lot of fighting over that for the next bill that's coming up because they felt like the mom and pop shops didn't really get it.
1: Oh, well, that's what I was gonna say. I was even. Um, we had a phone call. We had a phone call um, for Queens alumni. We had to do our April chapter meeting via Zoom, mm-hmm. and um, local uh, local councilman Clive Vanell, jumped on and he mentioned that it really wasn't a lot of the mom and pop shops and businesses of color in the South Queens area, and I'm sure it's the same thing in Brooklyn that took advantage of this small business loan.
0: Well, it was that they couldn't get through, right? Yeah. Like, and you're talking. This is across the country, right? Mm-hmm. So I have uh, one of my boys, Raheem. Shout out to the 740 Project in Music. They do a lot of uh, digitalizing uh, for artists.
1: Oh, Raheem's dream. Yeah. Hit the to Bing, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We
0: Went to school together. So uh, Raheem was talking about, like, because we, we have a group chat. We do a weekly Zoom check-in, mental health check-in with everybody. And uh, Raheem was talking about how difficult it was just to submit his application, right? And then you have Iman, who has a state farm, was talking about the difficulty in submitting it. Hakeem Jeffries had a whole entire uh, one-hour Zoom, two-hour Zoom with people and telling them, this is how you submit those applications. This is how you do this. This is," And people were like, yo, I can't get through. I can't submit an application. And then there was a lot of banks that were saying, if you don't have a relationship with us, you can't submit an application to us.
1: Wow. So you have to be an existing client. Wow. Right?
0: So when you think about them saying, when we release this next bit of money, it's going to be designated specifically to... They wanted, the Democrats wanted to go to minority-owned businesses, women-owned businesses, um, mom-and-pop shops, meaning, like, a portion is designated just for them.
1: Just for them. If you don't
0: qualify for that, right, like, you're not going to be Ruth Chris getting $50 million. Right, right. Right? Um, you're not going to get, like, and they don't have the prior relationships with banks, right? These are people who had life savings, rented out a spot, bought cash. a spot, started cash doing and Cash. Chances they don't necessarily go to a bank to get credit or they're not having a spot that's by credit, right? Um, or they don't have like a mortgage on a the spot. They don't necessarily have a working relationship with a bank. right? So they want that money to be designated just for them, which it should be, right? Like when you're gonna talk about just giving money, there's not gonna be no oversight. You're gonna have a lot of these things get slipped through the cracks, right? Even though I don't see how 50 million dollars slipped through the cracks, mm-hmm. but you're gonna get a lot of these businesses that take up this money. And it's like, okay, but what about the mom and pop shops? They deserve to have some. And they're
1: the ones that are really feeling it too, and I can I can mean, speak directly at least in this area. Absolutely. Um, How many corner stores you
0: you seen is. closed down? And corner stores are essential, mm-hmm. right? Like, but you they got somebody who got sick for COVID or they couldn't risk it, they just had to close down completely. Absolutely. Right, and um, they're also talking about adding in the bill. They want state and local government funding, but now they're talking about that might be part of the third uh, the stimulus after this instead of this one. Because they made a lot of sense, right? And Cuomo's like, Cuomo, when you hear him talk, and he explains that they gave them a bunch of money for hospitals. So the hospitals have money now, right? The hospitals, every hospital has enough money to fund PPE. Every hospital. The problem is maybe getting that PPE from a certain company. But Cuomo's like, you gave them funding, right? Even though that funding wasn't, it didn't necessarily make sense because somewhere like New York got less money per patient than somewhere like wyoming right because everybody pretty much got an equal amount of funding and it was like you need to offset the people who are the most challenged with this but they're talking about state and local governments need to get funding that they can use right like you you've depleted taxes for the most part because people are not working you also passed other laws that limited the amount of money that people can give and get tax writers for right so there's not a lot of funding that goes into this and they're like we statewide state to state the state government the local government is going to be the ones who really get small businesses up and support them true right true. so if you don't if you don't invest in them how you support how you expect them to do it if i just had to cut my state my education budget by 50 percent, you think i'm gonna go invest in small businesses as well no i'm trying to educate these kids. Right, y'all grown adults. Y'all gonna have to fend for yourself for another couple of years till we get. So it's kind of like, give us money to supplement the money that we lost, and then we can rebuild as well.
1: I do. I do hope that's the plan they go along with. And you know, what's interesting too. I was even reading about the uh, rent deferment and just the domino effect with that. Because you know, totally understand um, the, the the situation with you know workers and just people in the community being unable to uh, make rent.
0: But more more rent or mortgage rents, deferment. Rents. Rents they defer i know they deferred the mortgage
1: well no um so what i I was saying that the the deferment how it leads to a domino effect because Mm -hmm. mortgages officially can be deferred but uh you can't do evictions oh yeah yeah they postpone it they postpone the evictions even if so even if you come up with uh an an agreement with your landlord where there's a deferment with the rent check the domino effect the 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 domino effect if unless your uh landlord had owns the property now, he might not come up on his mortgage because yeah. he's not getting the rent from the tenants in the building. So you have a monthly rent to pay. He has a monthly mortgage to, to pay. pay, you know, especially think about friends of us that, that, that are in real estate. They're not owning the properties They're mm. It's a business, you know, you're they're collecting rent and then they're flipping that into making sure the more. But if that goes into one, two, three months, depending on what that person's savings look like. Now, even the property owner, the person who's on the deed who's mortgaging the property, could be in jeopardy as well now too absolutely
0: so, also those people who use mortgages as a way of life
1: mhm
0: right like i well, I should say rent as a way of life, right, like they own a bunch of properties oh, and right, that's, right. Like that's their business yeah yeah, yeah. yeah
1: exactly, like yeah. they rent out they 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 rent out multiple they have multiple properties, and that's their stream of income yeah absolutely so if, land. If, if they if let's even say sixty percent of their renters, let's say they have ten properties. And 60% of their renters in all of their properties, across 10 properties, are in a position where they can't make rent for two months. That puts that person in tight and in, in quite a bind.
0: Absolutely. My landlord hit me up and I was like, oh, so, you know, small talk. Mm. And then it's like, y'all going to have any issues with the rent this month? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, nah, I got like, you know, I'm I'm blessed enough. Right. And I keep telling people that to this, to be quarantined, you need to be blessed yeah right like i'm like yo i'm blessed enough to be able to afford the rent and i also understand that my rent is also like i operate my business out of my home as well so it's kind of like no i need to have your your rent money like so i'm blessed enough to be able to do that which has been a good thing so you know we had a good laugh about it because he's also he's a firefighter oh, and good. uh he contracted covid he was able to beat it so shout out to him happy to hear that from him as i've well.
1: seen that uh, um i've seen that a couple times uh I just feel like friends of mine who are FDNY, NYPD, once they reach a couple years, in, they take a lot of the capital or save saved up and uh, purchase property. Oh yes, it's That's smart. It's a, good, a great it's a good, thing. Um, additional stream of revenue.
0: Also, shout out to all of the uh, the ambulance workers, NYPD, and FDNY that have been given the hero tri- tributes to all the healthcare workers. What's that about across Tell the us country? About that, Jay. So it's kind of like healthcare workers have been feeling burnt out, right? Like, in, imagine. All right. So imagine you've been on a hospital unit before, right? Yes. So imagine you're on that unit and it's like eight people on the unit when you're in critical care, right? So because of when Cuomo was talking about our hospitalization rates was so high that we didn't have the capacity to put these people anywhere, right? So there literally went, there's some units that had eight beds in it that now has 24 beds in it. But you also have to staff those nurses. All your nurses have to keep working. Like I know another unit that went from 10 beds to 31 beds, right? So when you talk about almost having like people all over the place, patients all over the place, people are also sick, right? Healthcare workers are sick. The lack of PPE led to a lot of them contracting COVID. I know somebody who contracted COVID and then was refused to be tested, right? The job wouldn't test her. And she ended up giving it to her entire family, including kids, right? Like stuff like that is disheartening, but that's what happened. Mm -hmm. But now you got to be out for minimum two weeks sometimes, right? And sometimes you need to be out for longer than two weeks, because your symptoms may last longer than two weeks, just like they may last. You may be asymptomatic. There's some people that may go over. So if we're on a unit and you go out, now some of us have to pick up extra shifts just to make sure that we're fully functional at the hospital. Mind you now where I normally have two patients, I now got four. So they've been kind of like recognizing that healthcare workers are heroes, which you should have been recognizing all along. Right? Like, don't get me wrong. Uh, Yes, cops are heroes, firefighters are heroes, even though we sign up for these jobs. Healthcare workers are heroes, we save lives. Absolutely. right also think my transit workers are heroes as well because yeah, y'all came yeah, out during this time from, yeah as people working at stores delivery people food restaurants y'all all heroes so they've been going around giving them these hero welcomes and hero send offs that's what's up you know which is which has been dope right like it's
1: make, make people feel appreciated and that's all people absolutely. really want you know that's all people really want segue to music brother segue to music it has uh, been a yes. couple uh couple of new releases recently uh quarantine 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 <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean my brother from up north other side of the border brampton boy Tory Lanes be looking real crazy on the live with his uh Dur- quarantine and radio Bruce and uh, his his baggy back with blunts <laughs> but um yeah man um listen if that was part of the, the marketing plan once they realized that this this uh quarantine and covid hit he ran with it yeah. Um, great way to, you know, put up some good numbers and run into some uh, some steam that he can now independently leverage as New Toronto Three. Uh, following the the mixtape series he had going for a while, New Toronto One and Two, New Toronto Three is his last project on uh, Interscope. So now he's independent. And mm-hmm. I forgot the numbers. I seen it somewhere, but my man, between his Instagram following and his YouTube following increase them significantly via this whole quarantine radio process you know so that's dope because now going forward as a as an independent artist these these are platforms and networks that he's going to need to really tap into to garner um interest and push when he's ready to drop his next project independently uh took it in solid project new toronto I always like the new toronto series because he um unlike Chick's Tapes, or one of the albums, he, he raps a lot on, on those mixtapes, on that series.
0: Did Chick's just came out?
1: Chick's came out on, in November.
0: November.
1: Okay. Chick's came out in November.
0: He really so, wound out that contract.
1: So that, yeah. Oh, yeah. hmm
0: He actually has the number one album. What's that? I believe it's the number one album. Unless yep. Rolling Stone. Yeah, okay. Number
1: one. 50,000 units. Dope. But, um... Yeah, I always liked the New Toronto series because he he really raps on those joints. I really liked uh, Dope Boys Diary on this one. I feel like he got. Yes,
0: that was my joint.
1: Dope Dope Boys Diary, I feel like he kind of came with like a. I I don't want to say it's like he bit, but it's like it was very Meek esque, if that makes sense. It's very reminiscent of like when Meek gets in his bag and just starts going off. I really really did like that track. I'm actually about to cue that up right now. (laughs) I'm actually about to cue that up real quick.
0: No, i can I can definitely appreciate that I can appreciate him releasing music I'm always happy for artists when they get out of deals they yeah. don't want to be in okay turn that up man let the people hear that and we made it dead
1: and, try and, my Love from and the Terry trip, Lane out the bag, I made like 50 Shout out to GDs Y'all my my yeah, yeah, can see
0: Trump's face right now, <laughs>
1: right
0: now. <laughs> You know when you Wolf, listen bro. to music And the, and the guy's Wolf. making an ugly face And moving his head from mm-hmm. side to side Left mm-hmm. to right Like ooh what is that
1: mm. <laughs> You gotta make that face like something
0: stink boy yeah, shout out baby? to him uh baby put out new music uh, i didn't get to take that out i really, I really want the, nah. the baby the baby yeah, the baby okay. and I, I really he got a track on there uh where they remix ashanti's baby and he mm. also features ashanti uh, on it and he has uh Meg the salad on it on that
1: track yeah
0: and got it's dope you. it's dope meg's talking about i don't care if a dude pull my weave out when we having sex because i know he's gonna pay for the replacement
1: Her. i'm like yeah that's my, my type that's my type of time energy be crazy yeah. i don't know if you saw her on, uh, on ig live the other day oh yeah when she was when smacked she was faded faded yeah like faded. yeah when she
0: was saying <laughs> yeah. she was and pe- about people God. was like oh she don't got real friends i'm like yeah you know what sometimes you want not get off like let her get her shit off so i appreciate that you know she had an honest moment yeah but she was just going off and sometimes i'm like all right cool like it's not like she dissed somebody or disrespected yeah, no, no. anybody you know really, like i don't
1: think it, it hurt her brand or anything like that yeah. it's
0: she had a transparent oh, moment, good. And she was also talking about stuff that's part of her brand. And I also think people need to respect that. I don't care how, quote-unquote, raunchy a woman want to be in her music or the way she dressed or she still deserves to be treated like a woman with the utmost respect, like, no matter what, right? So I, whatever, I could meet Meg Thee Stallion in a restaurant tomorrow, just walking through, right? Like a drive through let's say we're standing outside in our cars. I'm gonna act like she don't do none of that twerking, none of, because she she's still a woman at the end of the day. Right. So I feel like even if she has a drunk moment, and she goes off, she still deserves to be treated like a lady. I don't it I don't care that about that. crazy, nothing. honestly. Absolutely. And then we had um, also dealing with new music. Complex did an article that was very dope. Well, hold on, hold
1: on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got we got some more sorry. albums that dropped though.
0: I'm sorry, my bad. Let's,
1: let's shout out uh, the Griselda family. Our bro Derek from Five Chapters. Oh yes, absolutely. You know, we we'll work with them. Uh, West Side Gun dropped uh, Pray For Paris. Pray For Paris was pretty dope. Um, possibly, And you know, it's a funny thing. I don't want to sound like a West Side Gun hater. He's just my least... West Side Gun for me is what Chic... Sheik... I think he's a bad rapper. I don't like him. Um, he's just my... There's, there's an audibility about him that I just don't... Uh, my favorite rappers and Conway's been and I'm gonna speak about him in a second Conway the Machine's been going off but my favorite because other rappers is Benny the Butcher first Dan Conway then Westside Gunn um, but this the production on this album you got Tyler the Creator on there you got Primo of course Derringer who's in house but it's just it got a very smooth melodic uh, production it follows the whole Paris and the whole art theme which he's very much into he's very much into the, the uh, fashion art scene it's, 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 it's dope it's dope it's, 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 it's definitely a solid album I I, I did like it um, shout out Griselda man they've been, they've been grinding and as I mentioned Conway dropped Lulu um, an 8 track EP might be less than 8 tracks now that I think about it somewhere around there with um, Alchemist legendary producer of Alchemist absolutely One of my what's your favorite Alchemist beat now that I think about it, my favorite Alchemist beat I always think of is I'll Hold You Down with my Deep and Nina Sky yeah, I I, when love, I I love that beat, bro. As
0: much work as Alchemist done, every time I think of Alchemist, I just automatically think mob deep.
1: Okay. Like
0: o- automatically, yeah, it's just yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's done a a bunch of other work, but I it's just it's just burned in my brain the same way. No matter what else Guru think, I'm always associated with him. With Hove. oh
1: yeah,
0: right? Like it's just certain things that you like. Yeah. I must. That's what I'm associated with. Like I hit Alchemist, I automatically I go mob deep, and that that's always, what comes that into my head.
1: But um yeah, so they link up and they do a um project called Lulu, um and the theme of of that is based around uh, paid in full. Remember Lulu mm-hmm. was the uh, Latino player. Yeah, he was the first connect. We put, we put uh um, Ace Boogie on, so there's a lot of like little snippets on that throughout there. Very solid. Conway really, cause this is Conway standing on his own. You know, you, I don't even think there are any features from any Griselda artists on the tape. So he really standing on his own, and um you know it got that Griselda that that grit but the, uh, the lyrical dexterity and the and the wordplay is, is crazy on there. Um segwaying over to R&B division, um, OVO artist uh, which is a, uh, a comp- uh, comp- comprised of uh, two people produced in 1985 and uh, Daniel. They dropped their album Amusing Her Feelings. A lot of dope features on there. You got uh Future on there, you have um, they had an interesting mix where so they had Ty Dolla Sign and Buju on there together. Which was pretty dope you got snow allegra a lot of different artists um not bad not bad but division um had really won a lot of people over with their first album that had dropped a few years ago and as much as i like it i feel like they haven't hit that that level again you know like that that first division album any r&b low when they heard that it was like oh this is this is different this is this is a vibe but this is good it's a solid album i definitely um um advise our our listeners to tune in and check it out i can check
0: it out i'll check it out and then i'll um, also go uh well i guess new album that dropped and then going into the complex album uh Two g's dropped this album growth and development uh brooklyn Drill music for those of you who are not familiar with brooklyn Drill music uh you're talking about pot smoke five year foreign chef g sleepy hollow but then also on the other side you got Two g's and became coach the ghost put out a new song as well and uh for me it's like you know two two well look and we're transitioning to the complex right because Brooklyn drill music is a large sound right now and it's it it traces its roots back to Chicago and then from that also traces back to the UK which which, um, provides beats for both of them would you consider Bobby Smurda a drill artist
1: well I'm gonna think of Bobby's first breakout single um hot nigga that wasn't a that beat was not a drill that, that beat was, that was by Little Beats right mm-hmm. so that wasn't even a drill beat so nah I don't nah, I wouldn't consider that and it's drill, and was, and nah. it's
0: the conversation I've been having because uh, Tutu sparked up Computers some conversation wasn't a drill beat either and he, he sparked up some conversation because he said he was the first Brooklyn drill in the terms of the way it is right now right um, and you had some people was like nah like Bobby Smurda was. And I kind of was like, I don't even consider Bobby Smurda a drill artist. If you want to
1: talk about that whole wave of that sound, Mm -hmm. of that young Brooklyn sound of um, aggression and just energy. And a lot of it, you know, if you're familiar with just what's going on in the street in Brooklyn, a lot of it is related to different sets and different gangs in Brooklyn. Bobby really brought that generation in, right? Because... You know, Bobby's older than Tutu and Pop Smoke. If he was still alive in yeah. these cats, so he. But even when Bobby started that momentum, it wasn't drill yet. That that B.K. Drill, those specific beats from guys like Axel Beats and those U.K. Cats. That's new. That's a different sound.
0: And I and, and I and the way I look at it is that mu- music has when it's transitioning in history. Well, I should say when it's developing in history. There's a transition period, and during that transition period, it's not exactly. Defined, right, right? right? Meaning you won't necessarily operate in that. Right. But then somebody can take what you started and, and put it to another specific kind of beat, and then that's what they call it, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like I put Smyrda on on different tracks and on different beats in general, yeah,
1: yeah. right?
0: And and I think Smyrda was part of that transition music transition period where it was kind of like the new up and coming Brooklyn people, right? Like so he may rap like a Chief Keef to some extent. But not on one of those chief key beats, but he can actually rap. So now you're noticing him. But he didn't get a chance to do it on the Brooklyn, on the drill music sound, right? And then, so you had Tutu, who was the first of, let's say, I'm not going to call him the first drill, Brooklyn drill music, but I'm going to call him the first of the ones that's out right now recently, right? He's the first one to have a a breakout single from it with Suburbans, uh, followed by Chef G. Um... So I think uh, it, w- it was a good article where they was just talking about the history of Brooklyn drill and why it's such a dominating sound and how like it's starting to take off and get noticed more with different singles. Like before, when you had Suburbans and No Suburban, it was like a huge Brooklyn and the New York City thing that people was paying attention to, right? And then like when Pop blew. It was like the the rest of the country was paying attention. Mm-hmm. Then Fabio followed with Big Drip. The rest of the country is paying attention, right? And Tutu's one of those artists where I would kind of say, I would make a good argument to say he's the best at it, right? He may not get that much attention, that, but I Big would Big say Drip. he's the best at it. But that's right. also because... He started it to some extent. And that person who always started it, it's kinda like this is just what they do.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? Whereas you got other people like Pop was starting to play around and with non drill music. Yeah,
1: yeah, Right? He's, I, he's I trying to do that. that more of an artist,
0: right? Like, fun, like it's just so Tutu may have a stuff. better flow, He gonna do this much better, right? So now you're starting to see him get recognized even more on the global show. Even well, I told
1: though, you that's why when you sent me the album, I was like, I respect it, but that's why I can't listen to it. It's, it's all like, drill. It's all drill. <laughs> like start to, it's all drill. It's all that sound. Yeah,
0: but I, I appreciated that. Uh, I really, I, I enjoyed the album because, you know, I got different moves. I got some moves where I just want to be very melodic, and that's mm-hmm. what I was telling you when you was playing... Um, West Side. The West Side earlier. Um, I got music. You know, sometimes people like you know, you just want your hood gangster music. You don't want to yeah, in the move. Yeah. I got that drill music, and then I also got you know maybe an R and B move. So it was a very good album, man. I'm looking forward to more. Uh, Fabio's album supposed to be coming out. He got Drake on it. Uh, Drake on the drill beat. Uh, they already released the single that he has with Meek Mill on it. That's on YouTube. Um, so his album supposed to be coming out. It's supposed to be a bigger production because you know he's he sounds to a major. So looking looking forward to that. I'm
1: looking forward to. Wait, wait, isn't Tutu's not on the major?
0: No, I know he's closely associated with Kodak. Um, nice actually, I
1: mean? need to
0: look at that. Yeah, I need to. I need to look at that. But if I he's on,
1: swore, I, when I saw the credits that it, it said. Um,
0: but also that that was a uh, so that technically was a mixtape for Tutu. Okay. Even though it's all original beats that you didn't hear yet and original content that you didn't hear yet, but it's not supposed to be like a major major release yet. He's supposed to have an album coming up following it
1: got you got you I want to talk about something real dope for hip hop culture something real dope for New York City culture especially if you was uh you know coming of age when I came of, came of age in high school college here in New York um and you remember Max B and Jim Jones going at it crazy mm-hmm. Smack DVDs cocaine city DVDs it was a real good era but they was famous three, before they went out Instagram it Instagram and all that What's that?
0: They was fam before they oh, went Oh, yeah, because that was yeah. the Bird game. That's how mm-hmm. that so it but so then tell, you know, tell people that history is yeah, the Bird yeah. Gang, so, then they yeah, got in so, the beef. Um,
1: you know, when bird, when bird Gang was put together, um, when Jim Jones uh, decided to do his own venture, um, when Dip said, I want to say they broke up, they took a break. Uh, Jim Jones, you know, give him credit, man. He put together a solid squad. You, had, you know how uh, to find Mel, talent. You had Mel Matrix, you had my man Stack, right? Squad right here, Far Rockaway. You had Stack Bundles. Um, you had Max B. Trying to think who else was on that squad, but it was it, it was it, it was a solid it was a solid lineup it was a solid lineup, um, but unfortunately uh, Max B and Jim Jones' relationship didn't flourish uh, due to some some money issues and Max B going into legal issues mm-hmm. and feeling like he had a lot of momentum and he needed more money ASAP to fight his case and pay his lawyers than he was able to get right away, um, and kind of wanted Jim to I guess let him out the deal so he could make some moves and just do his own thing so he could try to. You know, beat his case, and uh, naturally, as uh French was his boy, they was running. They had the coke wave going. French was um before French was even really rapping like that, he was the guy that was putting out the Cocaine City DVDs series. Um, so French naturally got into that beef as um you know that Max was his boy, and that went on for a while. And if you ever watched any of those DVDs, man, Cocaine City Smack, you know that uh, this is pre Instagram, pre pre social media. It got on site a couple times, and you know, you didn't get to see it live or the day after, you had to see yeah. it like a couple weeks after, once the DVDs went out, but it was a couple different times, man it was, it it, it got rowdy you know, because the dudes that, that Jim was running with, you know, all the non-tray cats from up top, from Harlem, like they wasn't no slouches, and you know Max B from 40th, and he also had heads from different places that was rolling with him, and they wasn't no slouches either you know, and uh, you got there, but you know, I think now, 2020, we're in a good place. Uh, Max's time has been um, significantly reduced. And I think it's going to get reduced even more. I think he should be coming home soon, within the next few years, I've heard. And it's good to see, um, in preparation, And he's been releasing new music too. Um, I don't know if that's because of the new deal structure or whatever, but he's releasing new music. Um, so that's that's positive positivity for Max B. But it's good to see, I didn't expect this french montana and jim jones jumped on ig live and man hashed it out it was reminiscing on old war stories that's dope you know talking about the culture talking about each other talking about how jim became um what he is now mm-hmm. and jim even you know i was in french though my way how you know he went from you know being a cocaine city dvd guy to you know becoming like a full-blown artist a full-blown artist with so a lot I, of hits so pop hits you know as pop hits
0: Low um, low key French might have smoked Tory Lane's in that battle.
1: What's
0: that? Because, you know they was on the versus, they battled each other, French and Tory Lanez. When? Last week sometime I think. Oh yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I didn't even know they went at it. Like 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 what all these different artists been doing back for back? Yeah. French and Tory? But,
0: yeah. I gotta they pull was it talk up. yeah, they was talking about it. Pull it up.
1: They actually went at it, they actually did it? Or they was talking about
0: it? Unless I'm bugging. I know they talked about it. they said it all I don't and I think they, I ex- think they ex- actually bro. did it. Oh,
1: yeah. I don't think they executed it. I, I definitely would have seen some more about that. But that wouldn't be bad. That wouldn't be bad if they actually went went at it. Like, he, hit for hit.
0: I, nah, I think French would smoke, Tori. I think Tori got a lot of local hits. Yeah, yeah. But French got... When you go through French catalog of some mm-hmm. of the... Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that joint. But
1: no, late,
0: I'm, I'm definitely happy that they, they closed... That they closed that beef and yeah. they amended that friendship. It makes it so. And much I think easier it's for when
1: Max comes home too.
0: Yeah, and you know it's just yo, we and they grown got music on the way,
1: which sounds good.
0: Yeah, like we we grown now, especially if you ain't had beef that ended with somebody getting killed. Right, right. Like it's, y'all got no beef.
1: That's what both of them were saying. I mean, they had some incidents. Um, I think Mel Matrix got locked up over something involving yeah. that. You know, but. For the most part, you know. Yeah, like, no, nobody it's, it's, died. It's and fixable I when, beef. It's fixable. When Jim,
0: beef. when Jim spoke about him and Jay getting along, right? Um, and this was even when, like, because, you know, like, they they fought Tata's younger brother one time in a store. And Jim was like, yo, like, nobody died over it, right? right like, right. nobody died. Like, we just, right, we Jimmy, scuffled Jimmy up. Jim even and, told a
1: story about that uh, um, one time they was in a, it was in a, one of the music um, offices And Chinks, rest in peace, Chinks Drugs walks into the elevator solo and it's Jim and all his people. And Chinks just said one name. He was like, don't never forget my man, you know, Stack Bundles. And see, like, because people don't realize that. It's like, as much as they had beef, it was, was, uh, they were so connected. Yeah. Because here's how it goes. Stack Bundles was a part of Bird Game, which is Jim Jones' joint. And so is Max B. And... The whole time that Stack is running around doing his thing, building his buzz, he's like, yeah, my man that's upstate right now, though, he he could flow. Like, I got the aggressive, but my man upstate, man, he going to be on the charts because he got that flow, and he a pretty boy. You know what I mean? So he kept saying, free drinks, Jugs, free drinks, Jugs. That's how guys find out about it. That's how Max B got with the name. Mm -hmm. Boom. Unfortunately, shortly after Chinks comes home, Stack's is... You know, murdered in Far Rockway, right in Redfern, right. Bird gang, you know, uh, breaks up. They go their separate ways, and Chinks ends up linking up with with Max B and French, and French, and then when when, when Max B gets involved in it, French takes Chinks under his wing.
0: Yeah, but absolutely. the reason
1: why French even know Chinks is because Stack and Ch- and and Max yeah, were label mates under Jim Jones, so. Chinks was in the elevator. He was like, "You know who my man's is," and Jim was like, "Had to respect it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Had to respect it, cause his homie." And at this point, stacks had passed already, right? at this point, stacks had already over. passed already. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So you know, that would be a violation to the homie in the grave. You know, to, yeah. to try to move on Shanks solo. But it, that, and so even a story like that, I'm listening. I'm like, man, it's like, I'm glad it's solved because they're so much more connected than they are apart. Absolutely, you know like they're so much more connected than they than they than they have space between them, so it's just so dope that they they, they close that and on um, they they previewed a new track towards the end too. and it oh
0: where they got tracked together, that's so good and I mean good. and it like we need that right, and we don't need that just for music, the music culture, we need that for the grown man culture painted forward to try to show these younger boys what's going on mm-hmm. right like it's we always got a city divided. Right, always, always got a city divided. If we can start showing these younger men that's coming up behind us, like, yo, look, we can get along. We can set our beefs aside, right? Like we all in it to make money. We there's more than enough money for everybody to to, for everybody to eat. More than enough.
1: Absolutely, especially especially here in uh in New York. So so shout out shout out to them doing that, man. Shout out to them doing that. But um, I'm gonna be honest with y'all. You know, we uh we, we got off to a late start tonight and we have to do some pauses because you know we both eighties babies and uh there was a series and it's a captivating series and we wanna talk about it some more, you know, when we do the zoom episode. there was a series on man and man.
0: <laughs> so, so if you far, don't know if you don't know the intro to this, if you don't know this where this came on, man, don't talk to me. Right? Like it's don't talk to me about sports. Don't talk to me about basketball, because everybody wants to say ball is life. If you don't know where this is from, and this is not from Fabulous, I know Fabulous is, is rapping over it right now, but this is not from Fabulous, right? And as a kid, when you heard that intro, you went absolutely bananas. Adguard,
1: six six 6'6". From, from
0: North. From U.N.C. <laughs>
1: Bro. Michael George. Oh, boy.
0: So the doc, the, the Last Dance documentary talking about the Bulls' uh, last title run for championship number six, uh, Preview today, episodes one and two on ESPN. Shout out to ESPN for having to move this up because oh, their original yeah. plan was after to promote also. this during either right after the playoffs or so I think during like the finals or something, right? Or no, right yeah, after, after the
1: playoffs. So after the
0: right? Playoffs. Just to keep the attention going on basketball. 10...
1: Into the summertime, right? Like summertime the summertime thing. Over
0: ten weeks, keep people captivating, Exclusive footage, and man, like we Trevor and I was like we just stopped recording for two hours so yeah. we could we could watch it. And you as guys were, might
1: not be able to realize when you hit this episode in full, but we did our mental health check-ins and then legit just watch the Stop. two watch the two episodes, an hour each. Because yeah.
0: had, we we had to man, like we have to pay it the proper respect. Like you have, Jordan is the reason for a lot of things now, right? Like. He's been big on the sneaker culture. Got his own brand. Wearing the baggy suits, transformed into, into, um, transformed into. Uh, he he went from baggy baggy jeans to suits,
1: mm-hmm. right.
0: He went from ball Bearies. player to owner. Like when you talk about what Jordan has meant to the culture,
1: Playing golf, right.
0: And it's gauze. Listen, man. I, I ball collection. Just watching Jordan win those six titles was amazing, amazing. It was nothing like it, and now. I'm happy now because I always get the argument, oh, LeBron's better, oh, Kobe's better, and there's a bunch of people who didn't see Mike, didn't yeah. see that moment, yeah. but they're just like, oh, I go back and watch old games so I can tell you, shut up, I don't want you talking.
1: And, and we're going to talk about it more in the Zoom, which we're going to explain soon also, but, um, and this, I feel like this documentary is really going to highlight it, you know, Kobe Bryant, rest in peace, phenomenal, LeBron James, what he's doing right now, phenomenal, but, and this, this shows it, the thing that I feel like separates Mike from anyone else that they, you know, I feel like everyone else can argue for number two, three, four, whatever the spots. Mike shut out his era. Nobody okay. else won when Mike was balling. And we talking about Hall of Fame cats. We're not talking about lukewarm comp. We are talking about Hall of Fame cats that don't even got one. And you don't knock outside of, you know, Elijah, one of them when they snuck in 93, 94... No, ninety four, ninety five. Um, we don't knock him because it's like Mike. When everybody, it's both 19, yeah. 94 and ninety four, oh, ninety five. They back to back. When folks, when folks, when folks joke about, um, when folks joke about like Barkley, look, you know, but he played Mike, Pat Ewan, and them uh, They couldn't get out the East because of Mike. You know, Reggie, them, Miller get get on, Reggie Miller couldn't get out the East. Reggie Miller couldn't get out the East because of Mike. Sean can't be Gary Payton. You know, we could go all day. Clyde Drexler. You know, the list goes on and on. But um. That's a perfect segue to talk about the medium, which we're going to talk about this because this is episode six from the block to the boardroom. We appreciate all of y'all that have been rocking with us. It's been a beautiful thing. Since we're quarantined, we want to do something a little bit more interactive. We want to bring you guys in to this process that we create, Uh, bring you into the conversation. I know you guys all enjoy listening to the conversation. We appreciate you listening to our conversation, but we want you to be a part of the conversation and be engaged with us. So this Tuesday at 9 p.m. It was going to be on Monday, but your man Teddy Riley don't know how to work Instagram Live, so we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> we going to talk about that. We didn't get to get the battle that we've been waiting for yesterday on Saturday. So the the battle got rescheduled to Monday, 4:20. The battle got rescheduled to Monday, April 20th. So Tuesday, Tuesday, April 21st. Dr. J and Trev Stars were going on Zoom. The Zoom link is in our bio on our Instagram page, and we are going to be doing an episode on Zoom. I'm uh, try to make sure my uh, crazy haircut in bed looks decent um, for the Zoom call. We're going to I'm not going to look decent. I'm not right now. I crazy. We're going to try to be as well put together as we can for y'all, but it's going to be a good time. We um, you know, are going to focus on our typical black to boardroom business and. Uh, health discussions but we want to focus on a few more lighthearted things mostly on this episode absolutely you want, to get? you want to talk about uh the last dance documentary um hopefully by this point on tuesday the baby face teddy riley battle would have taken place so we want to talk about that and we want to talk about the first two episodes of insecure because absolutely. i actually have to go replay it once uh, we wrap up here but episode two of this new season has dropped Just try. i want to discuss that as well
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and we're also looking forward to getting y'all feedback in real time. Mm -hmm. Hearing y'all talk, hearing y'all, you know, ask questions, interact with us, interact with other people.
1: Episodes you want? Absolutely. I've been hearing a lot that um, Jay, you even mentioned that folks want to even learn more about us Mm -hmm. and and just more why. You know, uh, why we started this. Maybe, you know, why we pledged. You know, different things. Why we went into our career fields. Why we involved in our communities Mm the way we are. Just various things and.
0: Absolutely. You want to touch on that, yeah. And I, so I think it, it'll be good. Plus, y'all don't got nowhere else to go. We all quarantined.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Everybody quarantined. So just come out and let's have fun, right? Come out, log on to the Zoom. Oh, also, let me be very clear because we've been doing a lot of Zoom meetings. I held a virtual town hall okay. on the state of nursing two weeks ago. Uh, had 155 people on Zoom, and somebody decided to zoom bomb me, which has that? been a so, real thing.
1: What's
0: up? <laughs> so people get on people's zooms and then we'll start bombing it with like porn right so i'm we're on our zoom meeting right and they decide to zoom bomb us with gay porn right but in the back of my mind i'm like this is a nursing town hall right do you think gay people bother people in the field of nursing you don't. we want everybody to be themselves right so it's kind of like all right cool thanks for showing who you are you're kicked out the chat Mm-hmm. and then somebody tried to zoom bomb their way in masturbating i was like you're kicked out of the chat and then we just locked everybody down so we're going to be fully prepared to stop the, all those things so if you think that you're going to get the link you're going to log on and you're going no you're, you're not going to be able to zoom do that bomb. it's bomb. it's a real thing Yo,
1: people always find a way to it's a real thing which <laughs> <But> you so
0: <laughs> like, like, I think, i'm
1: listening to everything you're saying right now and i'm like for what, what? yes
0: wow. but you but you know what i also realized right it's because a lot of, because you know, a lot of kids were using Zoom for mm-hmm. classrooms, so you have people Zoom bombing kids' classrooms with oh, all this inappropriate that's no good. stuff. That's no good. right? But when you think about it, so you have some people who's just assholes, you have people who are just professional bombers on the show they can do something and hackers, like, and then you have people who are hired to cause this kind of chaos. When the Zoom bomb happened, they Zoom lost a lot of um, education accounts.
1: I saw that because they felt like their security wasn't wasn't high enough.
0: But you can't have inappropriate content playing in front of kids. kids yeah. But also, now think about it though, right? If I'm a company like Webex and Zoom's getting all this money, I hired some hackers. Y'all yeah, do some Zoom bombing. Uh, you no longer have that. Cisco, you run Cisco, over to Cisco me now.
1: WebEx, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Cisco, like, and it's interesting. You get other platforms. My firm, we recently transitioned over from. We still have Webex, but Zoom is the preferred method now i think we're segueing over to zoom so i didn't even think of that idea but yeah cisco could have uh cisco systems could have tried that as a business move to kill their competition interesting
0: All right zoom's much cheaper you know certain mm-hmm. things that they have so but zoom's been getting their stuff together uh because we have to do a lot of telehealth over um we have to do a lot of primary care for patients over telehealth so zoom's even created a platform specifically for healthcare workers
1: so what if what if they come on what if they come in on Zoom trying to do the Fendi or the quarantine? We we gonna let it rock or
0: if they trying to do the Fendi quarantine? Yeah, we may have to let it rock for we're a little let bit. It rock. No. <laughs> put, your, put, your, put your
1: lips on the But you know, but no, no,
0: no. We're we gonna have it where in order to speak, you gonna have to you know raise your hand. But the yeah. chat will be live, so if you want to drop stuff yeah. in the chat, you know, like it still going be professionally professionally fun. Absolutely. I would say
1: absolutely. Tuesday, April twenty first, nine p.m. Eastern Standard Time going on zoom the link is on our instagram um, you can find the link there join in tune in it's going to be a special episode appreciate y'all joining on this one family stay blessed stay safe
0: word you're getting a good scripture good brother
1: oh you oh. We I'm got. We got
0: nah yeah no problem while you getting a good scripture together uh, we definitely want to thank y'all again y'all going to be hearing this first thing Monday morning starting your weekends off with dr dre and trev stars again uh feels good to be back man i missed you brother
1: you know it's been a minute be back
0: be back in the studio you know trev spent some time out he had to quarantine himself to be responsible
1: yes sir sir. um
0: and it's doing good everybody please continue to stay home let me throw that out there as well continue to flatten the curve as much as possible
1: optimistic
0: right things are looking much better even though we're plateauing at a very high level just meaning the amount of new hospitalizations that we're getting although it's still low it's still close to 1400 people a day right um so we're still discharging people which is good um our death rate has been high but it has been coming down how crazy it is that our death rate has dropped almost 300 patients a day and we're still at over 500 right um so continue to stay home so we can get these numbers down shout out to um the people working on experiments, from Desafir has um gone through a trial, it's going through another one now. But they it said it's been very good benefits. There's been a there's a company out in uh Oxford or Oxford University. Uh they're working on a vaccine and they're saying that their vac they are eighty percent positive their vaccine for COVID will be ready to go by September the latest. So shout out to them for trying to come through and save summer. Shout out to everybody else that's really um Bro, we gotta save working. summer, man. Yeah, man. This has already cancelled multiple trips for me. It's cancelled mm-hmm. my um a wedding. We're supposed to be in a wedding tomorrow. Tomorrow. Man. Tomorrow. Jamaica. Yeah. Um tomorrow we had to cancel that. Uh cancelled my a wedding in Belize that I was supposed to be going to for my little cousin in August got cancelled. Uh, supposed to go to New Orleans for a conference. That got cancelled. Got another conference in Miami that might be cancelled. Uh so it's been cancelling quite I think a few things.
1: like around early August. And now. It's, I mean, Caravana, which is first weekend in August in Toronto, that's cancelled. They already cancelled it? Mm-hmm. They already pulled okay. the Alright,
0: you know, so it's, it's a bunch of things that's been cancelled, which which sucks. But, you know, it's well worth it, you know.
1: Um In the long run. And we delivered this a uh, good word, brother, take us out, you know, this evening. So the good word comes from the late Tupac Shakur. Keep your head up. I'm trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents, it's hard to be legit and still pay your rent And it seems I'm headed for the pen, I try to find my friends but they're blowing in the wind Last night my buddy lost his whole family, it's gonna take the man in me to conquer this insanity It seems the rain never let up, I try to keep my head up and still keep from getting wet up You know what's funny when it rains and pours, they got money for wars but can't feed the poor Said it ain't no hope for the youth. And the truth is, it ain't no hope for the future. And to wonder why we crazy. I blame my mother for turning my brother into a crack baby. We ain't meant to survive because it's set up. And even though you're fed up, you gotta keep your head up. Peace, y'all.
0: Episode 6, From the Block to the Ballroom. It's your boy, Dr. J. Trev Stars. Taking you out. Have a good one.